Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. And better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests today, and they'll be good on the Shell Pentel Performance Line. Greg McElroy in a few minutes. Marcus Spears in an hour. Question of the day is a good one. Coming off what was the best NFL game of the season last night. Who you got going deeper in the playoffs? Ravens? Browns? Go to my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny. Cast your vote right now. All that and more is on the way, but there's only one place to begin. Tucker with a chance to win it from 55 yards. Morgan Cox for the snap. Sam took the hold. Tucker's kick is traveling down the middle. It is long enough. It is good! And with two seconds left to play, the Hayes in the barn, and the Ravens are on path to make the playoffs with an unbelievable comeback. What a game that was. That's WBAL, the play-by-play, as Justin Tucker, the best kicker in the National Football League because he's clutch. And as my buddy Buchugas likes to say, clutch is everything. He nails a 55-yarder, a little safety at the end that I think caused a lot of pain for a few people that we will get to. And it is the Ravens with a miraculous win after Lamar Jackson did his best Willis Reed impression running out onto the field after the IV and leading his team to an incredible win. The kind of win that can actually propel significant things. And I will go right ahead and answer my question before I even give you a chance to jump in. I like the Ravens. I like this role for them. Going in at 14-2, and two, everybody's darling unanimous MVP. That doesn't seem to fit the Ravens' image, does it? That doesn't seem to me to be when John Harbaugh's teams have been at their best. They've been at their best when no one sees them coming. They've been at their best when they're a wild card, as they were when they won the Super Bowl. A few years ago, actually the last team to win the Super Bowl that played on wild card weekend all the way back then. This role suits them. The underdog, the team people don't see coming. They're currently the eighth seed in a seven team playoff field in the AFC, but they are going to finish hot. Not only will this game propel good things from them. Good vibes, good mojo, whatever you want to call it. But they have three games left and they are playing Jacksonville, the Giants and the Bengals. Those teams are a combined 8, 30, and 1. The Ravens will win all three of those games. They will go into the playoffs at 11 and 5, red hot, and they become this year's Tennessee, the team that nobody wants to see. And I'll tell you who is the money man, Justin Tucker. Do you know what his record is on field goal tries in the final minute of regulation? Hashtag Bubby, you want to take a guess? He has attempted 14 field goals, Bubba, Justin Tucker has, in his career. 14 field goal tries in the final minute of regulation. Hashtag Bubba, how many of those 14 do you think he's made? Mm, 12. The answer is 14. He is 14 out of 14 on field goal tries in the final minute of regulation. That is what I'm talking about. And that on a weekend where we saw the Minnesota Vikings perhaps fall out of playoff contention because of the kicking game was the difference. Last night, Justin Tucker, clutch, and of course, Lamar Jackson carrying the Ravens. He was the leading rusher in a game last night that featured Nick Chubb and featured Kareem Hunt and Gus Edwards was running it. But Lamar Jackson ran the ball for 124 yards and two touchdowns last night. When he came back out of the locker room, he had 81 yards passing before he went in with the cramping. When he came out, he completed five of six for 82 yards and a score. The magic is happening. You can feel the magic happening for Baltimore. And I'm telling you right now, The Baltimore Ravens are the team in the AFC. 
that nobody wants to see coming. I know Kansas City has owned them, and by no means would I bet on Baltimore in a game at KC. But I give him a chance, and I give him a chance at Buffalo, and I give him a chance at Pittsburgh, or anywhere else they may wind up. The Ravens are going to be a very tough out this year. Not that I wasn't impressed with the Browns last night, but last night to me was about Lamar Jackson. That moment. Every player needs a moment. And while last year everything was just sunshine and balloons as he just cruised through a season in which literally everything that could go right went right. Now he's having a year in which everything that could go wrong has gone wrong, including, of course, getting the coronavirus. Missing time because of that. The team having its schedule thrown into a complete shambles. And then last night, with the season on the line, let's just say it for what it was. He was in colonic spasm. He was in gastrointestinal distress. Finally, something that is within my area of expertise. But needing an IV for it? I tip my cap. That's next level. That's next level stomach issues. Take it from one who knows a little bit about stomach issues. I come from a long line of people with irritable bowel. I have nothing but respect for Lamar Jackson dragging himself from wherever it is he was, taking the IV out, running out there like he's Willis Reed, throwing a touchdown pass on a fourth down that keeps the season alive, and then finding a way to win it at the end. The Ravens are going to be the team that nobody wants to see. Let's talk about it with Greg McElroy. Mac is with me on the Shell Pinzel Performance Line. Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas coming off what was the best game of the NFL season last night. Greg McElroy through a quarterback size. Tell me what you saw from Lamar Jackson all night long last night. Man, it was a sight for sore eyes, Greeny. It, it was so great to see it. And the thing about Lamar is for a while there, man, they were trying to really make him into more of a passer. And they finally just gave up on that. They said, look, this guy is the most dangerous guy in the NFL with the ball in his hand. Let's let him be him. So let's get back to the zone read. Let's prioritize the quarterback run game. Let's make the passing game more simple. And actually, let's not throw it unless we have to. Because this guy, when he runs it, is when he really becomes a problem. As a result, they had no answer. Cleveland didn't for what he was trying to throw at him. And then next thing you know, they're having to go to man coverage. And when man coverage is run against Lamar Jackson, you got no shot. It's exactly what happened when they brought all-out pressure there on fourth down with two-minute warning, and he threw the touchdown to Hollywood Brown. So it was really a, a remarkable performance, and it was just so refreshing to see Lamar back at his best in a critical moment. Greg McElroy with me, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Do you agree with my take that this role feels like it suits this team well? John Harbaugh's Ravens don't – they don't – typically go in there as the favorite. They go in there as the underdog that no one wants any piece of, and I feel like they're setting themselves up for that again, and I feel like they're going to be a very dangerous tough out in the playoffs this year. I think Lamar and really, I mean, the team has kind of taken to his leadership, you know, big trust, no one believes in us, him acting, you know, after he gets the game ball, like he always a running back, you know, all this stuff. Like, I think he is a guy that relishes being doubted. And I think that there have been fair moments of criticism this year. I mean, there, there have been, and I completely agree with you, Green. I think this is a team that plays better, but they're back against the wall. I still think they have a lot of things to iron out defensively. Let's not lose sight of the fact that they gave up 42 in regulation to Baker Mayfield and the Browns, who are playing much better offensively. But I do think this is a team 
that when pushed into a position where nobody thinks it's possible, nobody thinks they can get it done, they're much better being the hunter than the hunted. Last year, with so many accolades pouring down on them, they didn't handle the spotlight very well, and as a result, they bowed out early in the playoff. I'm not sure that'll be the case this year, especially if Lamar continues to play like he played last night. How about the Baker Mayfield of it all? What was your takeaway from his performance last night? you got to be thrilled, right? I mean, and Greeny, uh, this is a guy that's come under a ridiculous amount of scrutiny all the time, and he brings it upon himself. He's unapologetically brash. We know that. But what I've seen from Baker Mayfield these last few weeks is he understands the way he fits into the puzzle that is the Cleveland Browns offense. He is not going to be the headliner. The headliner right now is the offensive line and the one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt then he understands that his main goal is to be smart with the football, to be good off play action, to be athletic when he's on the move, and to make good decisions. Now, he did make a mistake last night, but he bounced back beautifully by taking what the defense gave him down the stretch and scoring three touchdowns after the interception, one with his legs and two through the year after going 11-14 to 14 for 150. So I was very impressed by what I saw with Baker. I feel like he's kind of checked his ego at the door a little bit. He's not trying to do too much where he's throwing it and taking too many unnecessary risks. He better understands what it takes to win, I think, at this level on a consistent basis. So I think his progress was well on display last night. And so, because I agree with everything you've said, let me have you answer my poll question for today. Which of these two teams, and the question is up at ESPN Greeny on Twitter, which of these two teams would you bet makes a deeper run into the playoffs this year, Greg? I'm going with the Browns, shockingly enough, because it really comes down when you get to the playoffs about who's got the best quarterback. And I think, obviously, Lamar is the more dangerous of the two quarterbacks, without question. Ball in his hands all day long, Lamar Jackson is the more dangerous of the two. But I think Baker is able to hit the curveball a little better than Lamar. Like, if for whatever reason a team neutralizes Lamar's legs, he's not the same guy. He can't throw his way out of the jam at this point. Baker, I do think, will be in a position to complement that run game, which they're going to lean heavily on as the weather gets a little worse above, you know, in the northern part of the United States. They're going to lean heavily on that run game, but Baker can make you pay off play action. I have major concerns about the Browns' defense, but I think their balance offensively, is really what's going to lead to them potentially being a very dangerous team in the playoffs. So I'm going to lean with Cleveland uh, based on their advancements and honestly based, too, on the fact that I've seen Baltimore disappoint me with better teams in the past. 53% of those who voted so far agree with you. 47% on the Ravens. So it's good. That's the question of the day, and we will keep that up through the rest of the show. Thank you, Greg. Great work in this morning. I appreciate it. I'll see you later in the week. Sounds good, Greeny. You do the same, my man. That's Greg McElroy with me. And listen, we all accidentally damage our phones from time to time, right? That can happen. Well, now, Straight Talk Wireless has a new Platinum Unlimited plan. It includes phone protection. Just 65 bucks a month, you get unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. All right, next order of business here as we work our way through what's going to be a very busy, football-heavy day. You're watching the NFC playoff picture right now, and you're saying to yourself, suddenly the Green Bay Packers have emerged as the number one seed, and they have emerged despite their defensive struggles and despite not having made a move to bolster their offensive weaponry and despite the way they absolutely blew it on the draft last year, and I will never stop saying that. They feel as though they've emerged as the favorites in the NFC. 
because the Saints look very beatable. Drew Brees, I think there's major question about his return. Seattle is heavily flawed. Those teams out west, the Rams, are they great? No, they're good. Yes, are they great? No. The question is, which is the team right now that is best equipped to beat the Packers if we're going to install the Packers as the favorites in the NFC? And the answer that came from this piece by Rob Domofsky is absolutely fascinating. This is one of the best hot takes you will read today. Rob Domofsky covers Green Bay for us. And he put together a piece here in which he interviewed an NFL scout who said that this team, this iteration of the Packers, this is their best chance to make it to the Super Bowl. In fact, he says he only sees one NFC team that truly has the recipe to beat the Packers in the playoffs. Ask yourself who you think that is. It's not the Saints, who would currently be the number two seed. It's not even the Buccaneers, who beat up the Packers by four touchdowns two months ago. It's not the Rams. It's not the Seahawks. Believe it or not, this scout says it's the Washington football team. Six and seven, leader of the NFC East, Washington. The scout says you need a powerful run game and an elite D line to beat Aaron Rodgers. With the 49ers dismantling their D line, there's only one team that can stop Aaron, and that is the Washington team. Would that be something else? And you know what? I sort of see it. Now, I'm not 100% sure why we're not putting the Rams in that same boat. The Rams have an elite defensive line. And as good as Chase Young is, and I think Chase Young might be on the verge of becoming the best defensive player in the NFL, to get there, he will have to move past Aaron Donald. So the Rams have the best defensive lineman, best defensive player, maybe, all things considered, the best player in the National Football League in Donald. They rushed the passer with a bunch of other guys, including Leonard Floyd. They've got the shutdown corner on the outside. Jalen Ramsey, one-on-one all day with Devontae Adams, would be worth the price of admission all by itself. And they can run the football. They can run it on the offensive side. And they have an elite coach whose plan I would believe in. So to me, that would be the team I would come to. I believe in the Rams more than I believe in the Washington football team. But I don't think either of them are too far-fetched. Let's make it simple as this. And I've been telling you this since the draft. I do not believe the Packers get to the finish line. And I can tell you right now, I will be rooting for Aaron Rodgers. He deserves it. And, And there are very few people. Really, there are three quarterbacks in the NFC whose legacies could be completely rewritten next month. In any order you want to put them. Breeze, who already is as accomplished in the regular season, he has amassed the statistics that basically no other quarterback in history has amassed. Rodgers, who many people will point to and say is as good as any quarterback that ever lived. And Russell Wilson, who himself is on a first ballot Hall of Fame all-time great trajectory. All of them with one Super Bowl ring. It would mean everything in the world to Rodgers to get this one. And the way the Packers have handled him, have treated him, and have, in my view, mismanaged the situation around him for a decade, I'm rooting for Rodgers. So I hope I'm wrong when I say I do not believe they get to the finish line this year. I think the Rams could trip them up. And I'll say again, I think the Washington football team could trip them up. And I certainly think that the Bucs could. The Bucks' big disadvantage is they're going to be playing that game at Lambeau Field. 
And I don't know that Tom Brady right now at his age and this stage is going to do real well with negative 10. So we'll have to wait at that and see it. But that's where we find ourselves with Aaron right now. All right, we are just getting started here again. We'll work out everything, be with you all day long. Well, coming up, we will tell you why the Dallas Cowboys have themselves a big problem, and it's none of the problems you think it is, plus the one most chaotic scenario that might be right around the corner that I, for one, am rooting for. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. It's half past the hour. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. We stream every day for you on ESPN Plus, and we're a podcast. There's so many different ways that we can hang out together. And while I would love you to spend two hours with me every single day, I understand that you're busy. So if you've got other things going on in your life and you want to catch up later on all the fun that we had here, again, the show is called Hashtag Greenie. Each hour becomes its own podcast. You download it and listen whenever you want. It's available anywhere you get your podcasts. Meanwhile, fascinating stat today brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And this one comes from Jake Trotter, who covers the Browns for us at ESPN. And if you go back, he's taken us back to week seven. Now it's an arbitrary date. Week seven was October 25th. A lot of season in the NFL was played before that. So just to pick that date and go forward, sometimes that feels a little cherry picky to me. But the number does jump out at you. If you look back since week seven, there are four quarterbacks who have a QBR of above 71 in the NFL. And they are Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, going back to the end of October, has numbers, and again, QBR is about more than just your passer rating. It takes into account any number of different ways that a quarterback can influence a game. And so essentially, for the last, let's call it seven, well, this was week 14, for the last eight weeks, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady are the only quarterbacks who've played better They've contributed more to their team's winning than Baker has. And look, we've been tough on Baker. Fair is fair. I take back none of the criticism that we have offered, both on this show, on Get Up, or anywhere else that I've been, because I think it was justified. I think the assessment we were making of Baker Mayfield at that time, both his play and his behavior, were accurate. But if you're going to do that, now you've got to do this. He's playing great. And as good as he was against Tennessee last week, I thought he was better last night. Last night, with the chips down in a big game, Monday night football, arch rival, team that always pounds them, he kept bringing them back. 
They're down two touchdowns in the second half, and he brings them back, and he throws the terrible pick, and he comes back from that, and he leads them to a touchdown that could easily have wound up putting them in position to win. He does it with 64 seconds left, and he never gets another chance. Not his fault. Baker Mayfield and the Browns are a great story. Baker Mayfield has won over a lot of people, myself included, with the way he has played over these last seven or eight weeks. I do believe he is the quarterback of the Browns for the foreseeable future, and I think they are a dangerous team in the playoffs. I do. Again, my vote on the question of the day today, and you can cast yours on my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny, which team makes the deeper run in the playoffs next month, Ravens or Browns? I like the Ravens, but I do believe the Browns get there, and I do believe they have a chance to do some damage. And I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the team. I'm happy for the fans. I'm happy for the great sports fans of Cleveland who have put up with a lot, who have just seen a team that has wallowed in being horrific for quite some time and suddenly is anything but. So good for them. Good for you. Have a real chance to win and get something done. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. All right, to the college here. And you know me, I'm a talk show host by trade. My mind only thinks like a talk show host. So all I root for outside of my own beloved team. So Saturday is a very big day for me. If you need me, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time, you're just out of luck because I will be watching my beloved Northwestern Wildcats take their shot for the second time in three years in the Big Ten Championship game against heavily favored Ohio State. And people forget sometimes that that game two years ago was a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. And I, I will give us a puncher's chance of getting there. And so first and foremost, I will be rooting like crazy for Northwestern on Saturday. Beyond Northwestern, what I root for in college football is chaos. Chaos is the talk show host's best friend. And the ticket to chaos is an easy one. The ticket to chaos is Notre Dame. If Notre Dame, I think the world has pretty much assumed, the, the, the world is acting on the assumption that Clemson beats Notre Dame this weekend and both those teams get in, which I believe is what would happen. I believe if Clemson beats Notre Dame this weekend and it isn't 50-2, to two, I believe Notre Dame gets in anyway, and I think Clemson definitely gets in. So you get those two teams plus Bama, who I think is in no matter what happens Saturday, and then we figure out the rest. But if Notre Dame beats Clemson, you take Clemson out. Notre Dame is in. Alabama's in. Let's live in a world where Ohio State wins. Again, I do not believe that's a foregone conclusion, but let's even live in a world where Ohio State beats Northwestern. 6-0, Big Ten champ, Ohio State, name, recognition, brand, everything else. I believe they get in. And that leaves one spot. And there are four fascinating contenders for that spot. And so this is what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for chaos. Because at that point, do you put in Iowa State? If they win the Big 12 this weekend, do you put A&M in there who has only one loss and some big wins this year? That loss, however, was by like 100 points to Alabama. Do you put in USC? The name I'm hearing all of a sudden is USC. I'm hearing the name USC left and right. I didn't hear anybody talk about USC until yesterday. Now it's all I'm hearing. Do the Trojans get in? Or does Cincinnati finally get to carry the flag for the other conferences? Be fascinating to watch. And either way, people will be left unhappy. And that's the best thing about college football. All the people it leaves unhappy because those people want to hear us rant and rave about it. And that's what we'll do. So to me, that's the chaos scenario. And it's a great scenario. The other story worth watching in college football right now involves Jim Harbaugh. 
coach at Michigan. Signing day is this week. All the recruiting is going on, and Jim Harbaugh he wants to make sure everybody knows he's not leaving Michigan. My plan is committed to Michigan. I am, uh, have been, am, and and uh, you know will remain. We'll sit down. Uh, Ward and I will talk at the end of the season on the current contract, and that's the the truth. That's uh, that's where it stands. So I don't really know what they're thinking in Ann Arbor right now. I don't know what their plans are. Again, I've known Jim 30 years, but I certainly haven't talked to him about this. Here's what I will tell you. Everybody has it wrong about Harbaugh and Michigan. I've got bad news for you in Ann Arbor. If it's not going to work with him, it's not going to work. You are reading the situation backwards. This is a Michigan problem, not a Harbaugh problem. For two decades before Harbaugh got there, Ohio State owned Michigan. He's having a bad year, yes, but he's not having a bad tenure. He's just not coaching Ohio State. No one is beating Ohio State. Ohio State is now in a league with Alabama and Clemson. That's their own little trio. That's the Harvard, Princeton, and Yale of college football. No one is infiltrating that. And if you think that getting rid of Jim Harbaugh, a Michigan man with a proven track record of success and passion for the school and the program, if you think getting rid of him gets you closer to Ohio State, I'm here to tell you you're wrong. I'm here to tell you you're wrong. Now, I don't know if Jim wants to stay. I don't know what he wants to do. Again, I haven't talked to him about it. But I'm telling you right now, if you're in a hurry to race, to rush, to usher Jim Harbaugh out of Ann Arbor, You're looking at the situation backwards. All right, Greeny with you. Coming up next, the Dallas Cowboys have a whole bunch of problems, but one of them is the last thing in the world you were expecting it to be. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Delighted to have you with us here over the holiday season. This is Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Again, I had a question of the day up. We'll have one every single day. And today's question is pretty simple. Coming off what was the best game of the year last night, who you got going farther in the playoffs next month? And it's at ESPN Greeny on my Twitter feed. And right now, 53% say Browns, 47% say Ravens. It does feel about that close. Again, I opened the show this morning by telling you I believe in Baltimore. And I will tell you why as we continue. And Marcus Spears will join us in a few minutes as well. But first, time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And for the Straight Talk, we go to Dallas, where Jerry Jones today addressed the very notion that Mike McCarthy might be one and done as coach, and he says it's insane. Not one time, not one time have I been in any discussion, had any dream, been sitting by myself, have I given a thought to anything but Mike McCarthy being our coach next year and being our coach in the future. How in the hell something like that could get going with a conversation with Steven or anybody else? about whether McCarthy's going to be the coach or not is uh, ridiculous. That's Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan, the show Shan and RJ. He does a weekly appearance there. And in this COVID time where he can no longer do those media scrums after games, this is pretty much the only time you hear from him. And so that's what he said. And I'll take him at his word. I fully believe him. He's not going to fire Mike McCarthy for any number of reasons. One of them is that it would be premature. And second, it would be completely admitting that you made a huge mistake. He himself made a huge mistake when the owner and the general manager are the same person. It's kind of hard for them to point fingers at each other. So I I buy that completely, and I'm not even critical of it. This has been the kind of season in which everything has gone wrong. I would bring McCarthy back for another shot at it, too. But I'll tell you what problem he does have. You know what problem Dallas has? Dallas has a Zeke Elliott problem. And this one is of Jerry's own making. Jerry Jones has gotten a lot of things wrong since he's been running the Dallas Cowboys. None of them will ever, all the rest of them added up, won't add up to running Jimmy Johnson out of there. But of recent vintage, the biggest mistake he made was putting everything backwards. And of getting on a plane and flying down to Cabo and saying, Zeke, we desperately need you. Let me give you all this money, even though I don't have to, to come up here and play. And you know what Zeke has done in return? In this season, when candidly losing Dak Prescott should not have been the end of their year. They spent a bunch of money to get themselves a seasoned backup. Andy Dalton, you can win football games with him. Teams have gone to the playoffs with Andy Dalton. Zeke Elliott has been awful, awful. And you can say it's the offensive line and you can say it's the play calling and you can say it's losing the quarterback and all those things are legit. But when the chips are down, aren't your best players, your most valuable players, the one you flew down to Cabo to bring up and give all this money to your highest paid players, aren't they supposed to be the ones who carry you from the abyss? Zeke Elliott will have the highest cap number of any running back in the NFL next year. He is currently seventh in the league in total yards rushing. But that really doesn't tell the story. If you look at the players who are ahead of him and you look at their average yards per carry, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, James Robinson, Ronald Jones, Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake, they're all averaging 5.2, 5.0, 4.6, 5.9 yards a carry. Zeke Elliott is averaging 3.9 yards a carry. The second someone touches him, he's down. And you know what else he's doing? He's leaving the ball on the ground. 
All the guys in front of him have one fumble on the season, one fumble, zero fumbles, one fumble. Zeke Elliott, five fumbles this year. Five fumbles, four of them lost. Zeke Elliott's had a terrible year. And they have a Zeke Elliott problem because that's not one they can get out from under. That's a whole lot of money. And another cautionary tale. You pay the running back at your own peril. And in this case, I think it has worked out very, very badly. And as they start to put together the scraps of an organization that their ownership now, it seems, laughingly believed was on the verge of winning a championship. Now, as they need, in my opinion, to hit the total plunger, hit the reset button. One of the things they got to figure out a way to do is get out from under their running back's contract. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Next order of business, Keyshawn Johnson said an interesting thing on KJZ here this morning, talking about the man who I think will be the highest sought-after coaching candidate this offseason, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator in KC. I feel torn in this situation when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs and Eric Bieniemy getting a head coaching job. I'd like for the Kansas City Chiefs to make him the highest paid offensive coordinator in the history of the NFL, meaning like three, four, five million dollars to be the OC mm. so he could sit tight right there with Patrick Mahomes and wait for Andy Reid to walk out of the building and take over mm. Pat Mahomes unless he goes to Houston and get Deshaun Watson. Now, outside of that, stay in KC and get your money, man. Here's the only thing I will say. There are so many parts of that that I don't see the same way as Keyshawn. I, I, I have a tough time counting all of them, including the situation in Houston. I love Deshaun Watson, but that team is a mess. And that's a tough rebuilding job, even with the quarterback in place. But the biggest problem with it is Andy Reid is 62 years old. And if you put the over-under right now at seven and a half years, meaning to the time that he would be 70, and ask me which way do I think it'll go on how long he coaches, I'd go over. I've known Andy Reid a long time. Andy Reid doesn't have anything else to do. Andy Reid isn't looking forward to climbing the next mountain in his life. Andy Reid isn't thinking about um, all the golf he's going to play someday, going fishing, none of that. Andy Reid's a football coach, and he's going to coach football as long as his health allows him to. And God willing, that's a very long time. Eric Bieniemy isn't waiting that one out. In the same way that Josh McDaniels should not be waiting out Bill Belichick because Bill's not going anywhere, I don't think Eric Bieniemy can wait out Andy Reid because I don't think Andy Reid is going anywhere anytime soon. Marcus Spears will join us live in just a moment, and I will offer the ultimate proof that Vegas knows everything. Next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 